0: Yeah man, uh, say it, stand up and, and speak out against the mainstream narratives, speak out against these people. The worst thing that could happen is somebody comes to you and says, hey, you're cancelled now. And, and your answer to that is no, I'm not. And that's it. Alright everybody, I want to thank you for tuning in to this Value for Value production. We're going to talk a little bit here briefly about what that means. So what that means is you will never hear an advertisement on this show. I do not believe in corporate advertising on podcasts. I think it is a broken model. What that basically means is if you guys like this show and you want to see this show succeed, you want to help me out, there are several ways to do that. You can make PayPal donations directly to the show You could sign up for the Patreon. There will be content there shortly, if it's not already. But you will not ever hear an ad on this show. No pre-roll ads. No dynamic insertion ads. I don't. I'm not looking for advertisers. I don't want advertisers. I do not support advertisers. So if you want to support this podcast, you are the only thing that supports this show. And I wanted to make this to explain value for value a bit, put in it what you get out of it. If you feel it's entertaining, if you feel it brought you some knowledge, please support it if you can. If you can't support it financially, then you can always help us out by sharing it around, share the link to a friend, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever, review the show. Uh, Any of that stuff helps us out, helps get the word out. If you have something else that you could contribute to the show, I, I've now had several people reach out to me offering to help me out with my audio production. Thank you for that. That's amazing. That's the kind of stuff that keeps my show running. So thank you for everybody who is helping out. I do appreciate that. And to everybody else, click the share button, man. I've come come visit the PayPal page. Throw us a couple of bucks. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Everybody, on to our content all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the blind shot Uh, i want to start out by apologizing for missing last week's show i had a bunch of issues pile up on me all at one time uh we're back now so update y'all to what's going on around here i got the new ssd hard drive for my computer give me a gigabyte of space so i can start getting ahead on some of these podcasts unfortunately for me when i went to put that hard drive in Uh, somehow, the boot sector of my original SSD got corrupted, and my computer would no longer boot into Windows. So, over the course of two or three days, with a buddy of mine helping me out, I managed to solve that tech issue, and get a copy of Windows downloaded and reinstalled to my new hard drive, so we got that done. And now, great old Wichita, Kansas, here we have Cox Cable Internet, and unfortunately my Internet's been out for three consecutive days in a row. Which, yeah, that's a story for a different time. Uh, We'll talk about that later. But today, guys, I just wanted to get to something that's on my mind. It's not going to be a really long topic. I've kind of brushed on this and touched on it before, but I'm going to delve into it a little bit deeper today. This one kind of really does affect the blind community a bit, and I want to get into some of this. I'm going to focus here early in the beginning on primarily DoorDash. Um, I do want to talk about DoorDash a little bit and some of these other apps, uh, all the food service apps, grocery delivery apps, convenience apps, if you will. Those of us with a visual disability, we, we do tend to use this kind of stuff a lot more than, than the regular you know, populace because for us, it's a dream come true. It's a way to go to the grocery store and get my groceries without actually having to drive or, or like coordinate a time with somebody else, like a friend or something, to take me and pick up all my stuff. Because we all know grocery shopping can take forever, and if you can't see that good, it takes even longer if you're doing it yourself personally. I love going on the internet. I don't miss stuff. I don't have to hunt for stuff. I can just... grocery delivery is great. I love having the option for DoorDash. Uh, There are a few restaurants here in Wichita that are on the other side of the city, and I don't feel like trying to catch a bus and being gone for four hours to, like, go get Denny's once in a great while. What I want to talk to you about today, though, is everybody uses stuff sparingly because... A, or or at least be careful and recognize what it is while you're using it. I'm not going to tell anybody out there not to use it, because I do. But I also use it very, very sparingly. I might use DoorDash once a month, maybe twice, if I'm desperate, or if I get sick, or something like that. Or if I have a plan to go out and walk somewhere and all of a sudden it's pouring rain all day or whatever. But... The reason I'm saying this is because a couple of things have come to my attention this week and and I don't understand this, it's very odd to me that this is happening right now, but there are tons of, I've been surfing a little bit of Reddit this week and looking at some of that, and there are tons of subreddits out here specifically dealing with DoorDash alone. And one of my issues with it is I will give you a great example of something that has happened to me with DoorDash. Okay, you, you go on DoorDash, you go to a restaurant that you like. I went to, uh, I believe it was this issue. I believe it was either Fire Burger or Burger Central. I don't remember. I know it was a burger place. I don't remember which one. I spent like $28 to get like a burger and some fries and a shake and get it delivered. And I think I might have bought one other thing to have for the next day or something like that. But when it gets to me, I literally like got somebody else's food or something I I don't understand cuz I I ended up with like like some salad and something else stuff I never ordered like not my stuff at all so I the only recourse I have to that and this is where I think I touched on it the customer service episode that I did the customers always wrong go back and check out that episode if you want to get more into that aspect of it but I go through the only method of contacting the customer service that they have, and the only solution that that gives me is to refund the money for my food. But out of that $28 that I just spent on food, only like nineteen fifty of it was actually food. The rest of it was all delivery fees and taxes and surcharges that I don't get back. It used to be in the original days of DoorDash, the first days of DoorDash, what made me fall in love with it when I first discovered it in Charlotte was that we had had an issue with an order once they literally just forgot an order of fries back then they had like a regional guy who would just go back to the restaurant and get your food and bring it to you like that that made sense to me that was great to me now because i I live on a very fixed income i don't have an extra eight or ten bucks but now the only way i can get my money back is with your company's credit so you're forcing me to continue to do business with your company, even to see my refund. So here I am, I'm out 8 to $10, plus whatever I just tipped this driver, because it's not the driver's fault that the restaurant gave them the wrong food. Or could it be the driver's fault? Who knows? There is no accountability anymore. There's no way to do it. And when we go into this situation, you, you have to keep it in the back of your mind that if this goes wrong... You're not going to get your cash back. They're not going to put it back on your debit card. If they are willing to do that, which I've never seen DoorDash do that. DoorDash always gives credit. Um, But if they will do it, that's five to ten days for some reason. I don't know why I can send money to people in 35 seconds on eight different apps, but yet major corporate banks and and corporate companies like DoorDash can't give me my money back for seven to ten days. That's another side to that, but... When they give you your credit, okay, you're going to turn around again and go buy your food and they gave you back your 1950, so you can go buy the exact same meal. Then they're going to charge you another 10 bucks in delivery fees or charges and tax and hope this time they don't screw it up. Now, the last time they did that to me, I was able to actually find a working phone number back then. I can't anymore. The number that I have in my phone no longer works. So Back then, I was able to actually get to a customer service rep, and browbeat them a little bit into re-delivering my food. Which they actually did that one time, and that one time only. Now, I should also put this out here, I'm not one who complains about every little minor thing, like I'm not getting on there filing a complaint because I forgot my straw. Okay, I'm not even getting on there and filing a complaint because maybe my french fries were cold or you had my food for 35 minutes and it got cold, I don't care. I I get shit like that happens. Maybe you got a flat tire, maybe you got stuck in traffic, whatever. I just heat it up. It's fine. I can't go pick it up and get it home any faster anyway, so I'm not going to complain about that. I try not to make complaint my normal stance when it comes to that kind of stuff because I know it's not going to go well for me in the long run. I know that people are going to get tired of that and the system will eventually flag it. In my entire DoorDash history, which I believe I started in 2015... So that's been, what, eight years now? 2016? Something like that. So seven, eight years. I think I've filed five like full-on complaints with DoorDash where I basically wanted my money back. Or my food is more what I want. I, I don't even really care about the money. It's not a scam for me to try and get money back out of these people and my food. No, I want my damn food. And, it, I mean, it brings me to another side of things. You know, a lot of, a lot of the other stuff works this way, too. Um, Uber Eats is practically the same way, but then I also don't understand with DoorDash why there is no real way for me to communicate an issue to anyone beyond picking from a pre selected list. Like, I can't, there is no uh second tier issue or you know, elevate my issue kind of a a methodology to their help center because. I am legally blind, and I'm trying to use an app that, accessibly, sometimes I have problems with. But there's no real communicative way for me to reach out and explain that to anybody. Um, I've tried twice. I, you know, you can go click leave feedback, like on the website, not for in a specific order. That would just be wrong. Don't do that. That actually affects your drivers, and half the time it's not them. They're just out here trying to make a buck. But the other thing is, though, too. And and I'm not trying to pick on the drivers, but I am trying to pick on DoorDash for maybe not training their drivers properly or or at all, or maybe not holding them properly responsible for certain things. Because it's also happened here where I've had it chosen for them to hand me my food, and they leave my food at the apartment across the parking lot that also has a number 8 in their building, but the buildings have different numbers on them. The numbers are on the ends of the buildings big enough I can see them. You're telling me the sighted person driving the car can't? No, they just they don't understand how addresses work, and they don't know that they're even supposed to look. They just pull into the parking lot at the first entrance instead of the second one, which I clearly have it marked on my delivery instructions that I'm on the northwest corner of the parking lot on the second floor. Just because this has happened multiple times, they still don't care. It's no real sweat off their nose. It just comes, set it down, take a picture. Oh, it, all the doors look the same. All the buildings look the same. From that picture, I, all it has is an apartment number on it. Well, there's four of those in here. So that doesn't make any of that legit to me. DoorDash says it is, though. That, hell, they won't even refund part of your meal for that. So then you got to go around, and try and find it. I've come home once when I was working the job down here. And uh, granted, like, uh, this is the other thing, too. I get home at like I think it was 1 o'clock in the morning that morning and I come up on the little catwalk platform that comes to my door which also hits the other four doors up here on the second level and as I walk up next to my door I see oh wow here's a bag of food like sitting by my door at 1 in the morning. I get it and I pick it up and I take it in because I'm going to look at it and I'm going to see if I can get a, like a name and an address like I go leave this at somebody's house. I don't know if it's any good or not. I doubt it. So I start looking at this receipt. They have a first name of the customer on the receipt. They do not have an address on the receipt on the bag. They do not have any way for me to contact anyone on those receipts on the bags. What they do have is a time and a cost. And the time that the food was paid for was at 3.31 in the afternoon. I had left for work at, like, 2. I was already gone. But apparently they brought somebody else's order to my place and left it sit here, where it sat outside, in the heat, for, you know, hours and hours. Like, 9, 10 hours. Now... I really feel bad for that person because that was $9 worth of food, but it was probably a 15 or an $18 Uber order and or, or DoorDash order, and I hope they got it. Like, I hope they got theirs straightened out, but I'm almost sure it cost them something. Even if it was a delivery fee, they ended up paying something. I guarantee it. And and that kind of stuff, that's a problem. There, there's no accountability, right? So I also want to talk about that a little bit. On this, this this whole gig economy is a great thing, but I just, I get concerned about the people that are doing it because it's happened with Walmart, where I've had uh, grocery delivery from Walmart. They'll show up and unload everything at their own building. And, And I have enough sight that I'm standing outside when they're supposed to be showing up, like, standing there, like, waving at them as they pull in the parking lot. They still go to the wrong side of the parking lot and start unloading crap, and I'm yelling across the parking lot at them. Hey, you're at the wrong place, Walmart. It's over here. They're still unloading a car in front of somebody else's house. They don't care. It does not affect them. There is no accountability or responsibility to any of these people anymore, unless, unless maybe, maybe you get caught doing too much and DoorDash cuts you off and cancels your account. Go change your phone number. That's all it takes. So a uh, ten dollar at most companies, or even free in certain situations, phone number change, or go get a Google Voice number, or, or. You know, uh, set up a whole new account or whatever. Now, some of that might change on driver's side. I don't know, because you might actually have to give them your SSN for that. That's very possible. In that case, I'll tell you how that works. There's also a way around that if you're very smart. Just go to your local chamber of commerce, start your own sole proprietorship, and do the state registration for an EIN number. It can be used in place of a social anywhere. So, there you go. If your DoorDash account got cancelled, I guess, because you're screwing up too much, you could always do that. Please don't, but you could. Now, nothing is to stop the DoorDash driver from going and downloading Postmates or Uber Eats, which, by the way, are the exact same thing. There's a lot of incestual, incestual uh, things going on with these apps as well. Uh, we can talk about the Ghost Kitchen fiasco. I don't, I don't like the way a lot of that works. Um, I don't like not knowing where my food is coming from. So if I go on and I order Mr. Beast, which is available everywhere all of a sudden, yeah, it's available everywhere because it it comes from, like, IHOP. But you can't walk into an IHOP and buy Mr. Beast and and because I don't know that's where it's coming from until I, you know, like, go online and do tons of research and some talented YouTuber has figured it out and whatever. But... I don't know where that crap's coming from so if I do actually have a problem with the quality of the food or if the food legitimately makes me sick or something like that, knowing that it was transported without being open, I have no recourse because I don't know where the hell that restaurant's at. Plus, not only that, uh, so what, now if if everybody decides that they totally dislike IHOP, well but now you've gotta figure that out and, and boycott IHOP and uh what's it called uh mr beast and And God only knows what else will they'll spin off next, or whatever before you know it, you'll have one restaurant doing four or five different things on DoorDash just because their ratings suck on two of them. It's all just a scam for places like DoorDash and stuff to get more ads and to get more orders and to get more people running because the only way they make money is if their drivers are getting paid because they get a percentage of that, and they get all those fees, and it doesn't matter if you pay for Dash Pass. I, on average, Dash Pash will save you $3 in order. Okay, if you're ordering between $20 and $30 worth of stuff, it's going to save you 3 to $5. bucks. you are still paying 5 to $7 in fees, which is ridiculous. Okay, why am I paying you a monthly service fee for something that's supposed to delete fees, and it doesn't? Which I want to talk about a different company that does that in a little bit too, but I'm not done with, like, Rideshare, and I haven't even gotten into Rideshare yet. So let's talk about Rideshare. Okay? If you're blind and you're out here using Uber, I recommend to be extremely careful with that nowadays, unless you know 100% where you are, do not book an Uber. Like, make sure you know what building you're at, what entrance you're at of that building, what the address of that building is, make sure you have some physical characteristic nearby. Because, or make sure you have the money to cancel a trip and start a new one and hope it doesn't happen more than once or twice. It's happened to me already here in Wichita. I've booked an Uber. I stand in a parking lot. I get a notification on my phone that tells me I have to walk across the street to go catch this Uber. It's a three-lane highway with no red light for a half a mile in any direction. Or a half mile in this direction, a quarter mile in that direction. I'm not walking across the middle of that street. And jaywalking, which is technically against the law, so Uber is telling me to break the law to go get my ride, right? I stand in that parking lot for 15 minutes say, no, I'm not moving. The guy can move. He's in a car. He can go up to the light, whip a U.E., and come back. I don't care. This is the restaurant I'm leaving. I'm not walking across to the Exxon to get picked up. No. Long story short, that Uber never showed up and also never canceled the trip. It just he never registered to pick up so in order for me to get another one I had to go cancel it I was forced to go cancel that trip myself Which then uber hit me with the $5 fee now uber is one that has given me problems with I complain too much Yeah I complain too much when I try and call the phone number of the driver to communicate to them where I'm at because it might be weird For them to find me and they never answer the phone number that's on their account. That's not my fault It's not my fault that they don't understand Like, when I'm literally sitting here sending them text messages that say, hey, I'm around the back at the employee entrance, not the loading dock. That's the wrong one. Go out on the street, come in the other entrance, and go around back. And they still leave me standing at work for 30 minutes until the second guy comes? Or the morning that when work was booking my Uber trips and the guy on Uber, because he got drop-off instructions for me at work, which I had nothing to do with this one as far as what I put in or whatever, but... When i finally like call because i do have that option to call the driver he answers he went to the drop off address first and then when he like because work had scheduled that trip and i couldn't reschedule it without me paying for it if i did anything to it i'd have to pay for it i didn't have the money then that was when i was doing my training the whole time i told that guy he had to come over here and get me Because it was his screw up. It wasn't mine. I'm sorry that that's not my fault that you read something wrong on your phone and you did not follow instructions. That's been the number one requirement of every job I've ever had in my life is the ability to follow instructions. I hate to tell you this. The gig economy is not the creme de la creme of employees out here in our world. And I'm not trying to pick on these people, but a lot of them are not good at following basic instructions or maybe reading English or giving a shit about what you want or do. They just want the money. They're just trying to, you know, make a buck. I get that to a point, but to another point, I beg them and the people out here doing this kind of stuff, if you're working a gig job, man, try and understand that some of the people out here that are doing this aren't just people with endless money that can be lazy and just order whatever they want whenever they want. It's people out here like me or or like my ex-girl that You know, she was totally blinded, and she lives in the suburbs of Charlotte. If she wants, like, take out food, it's two miles to go almost anywhere, just to get out of the neighborhoods over a half a mile. In the little suburbs, they don't put restaurants and stuff in the sub... No, you gotta get out of that subdivision. Get out to the main road, and where she's at, there's no sidewalk to the main road. And then even when there is, it's an awkward intersection with, like, this road that comes in diagonally, and then turns. And like go straight and so so one side of an intersection's crooked and the other side's straight and then the other road that's perpendicular to it is completely straight. Stuff like that weirds out blind people sometimes, unless they do it a lot. when there's no sidewalks to get there. And and I mean it's another half a mile down the road. So, you know, that's not something she can go out and go do. She doesn't have money to sit here and screw up Uber or Uber Eats or DoorDash orders every day. You know, every time she wants to do it or Somebody like me who's living on a limited income, every once in a while I just say, screw it, I have an extra 20 bucks, I can throw it, you know, quick and easy food because of whatever. And usually with me, I tend to save mine because I try and do it about once a month. I don't like to eat out a lot, it costs too much money. I don't have that kind of money. I don't make that kind of money. But when I have a random day where the water gets shut off in my apartment for... 13 and a half hours and wasn't nothing to do with the apartment complex it wasn't their fault literally a water main busted which was two blocks away from my house I actually kind of screwed up a lot of things around here not just me but that day this past month that that was a day that I ordered DoorDash because without water it's I don't like to cook if I can't clean up the mess and it, it's kind of hard to cook or clean without a little bit of water so uh that's when I try and do it but I don't I don't have an endless supply of renewable funds to just oh well it got screwed up i'll just order more food i can't do that when my order goes wrong well i guess i'm not eating out today if it's something i won't eat or if it's something that is so off that i just it's nothing i like or wanted or or i just give away or whatever well that means i'm not eating out today it means i'm i just spent a bunch of money and now i'm gonna eat at the house anyway or when walmart now I'm going to switch over to a recent Walmart order that I had, because, again, these people, nobody's ever held responsible. There's no real way to hold people responsible. Okay, because I went and I did a Walmart grocery order that was supposed to be delivered today. One thing in my order, I was told, wasn't available today. I'd, I'd have to get shipped. But it was a decent price for the item, and it was a giant canister of seasoning. So bulk buying, you know. Uh, I can spend 3 bucks for the little one that they got, and I can get it today. Or I can spend $5 for one that's three times the size, but I won't get it until Tuesday, and it's Friday. Well, I don't care. I'm not out of my little one, but I'm going to be out by next week, so I was just going to get it while I did. Whatever. Long story short, go ahead, ship it. That's fine. It's good sealed canister of spice. It'll be fine. I get the grocery delivery. Everything is fine with that. The standard delivery goes fine. I'm sitting here four hours after my standard delivery, Grocery delivery comes, and I get another notification on my phone that says Walmart's on its way for a delivery. I'm thinking they've screwed up and double notified me of this delivery. No, they've now decided that, I guess, they had it at another store, and they're just going to deliver it from there, like one of their drivers is going to do it. So for no money, and this is what I don't get, because this cost them something. I don't understand why Walmart did this this way. There's no way they, like they, and I know they didn't send it out with, post or whatever because it didn't get here until almost 730 that night and my mail ran at like 9 or 10 a.m. it always does and so when it tells me it's on the way at first I kind of don't pay attention to it and I'm ignoring it well then it says hey yeah they're pulling in now here's your items from your order so I go ahead and throw my shoes on real quick and walk outside well here's a car pulling in I'm waving at it hey are you Walmart by chance they ignore me drive on around Here's somebody shut a car door. Now, I don't see where they go. They were back in a corner, and they were too far away from me. I couldn't tell. But then I hear the car door shut again a minute and a half later, and car drives around the parking lot right back out. Then my phone goes off and says, hey, your Walmart's been delivered. Own building. They took it to apartment 8, but they took it to their own building, which has a completely, totally different number than I do. Again, the numbers are on the buildings big enough that I can see. But they only put them on the buildings like twice, once on the front and once on the end. If the end is at the end of the parking lot, the two corner buildings, I think they have it once on that face and once on the other face, but that doesn't matter. The point is, the address is plainly visible, this is not the place that allows their signage to blow away or, or get old and unreadable or whatever. I can read every sign on this property. Some of them I need the assistance of my phone because they're too far away from my eyeballs, but if I can read them with a telescope or or a phone to cover the distance, there is no reason a sighted person with a driver's license can't read that. Sorry, I don't believe you. You're just not knowledgeable enough or don't care enough to take the time to figure out how the addresses work when you pull in somewhere, which does not take a genius to do. Something I was taught how to do in orientation and mobility class because it was quite obvious to the people teaching me that back in elementary school that I wasn't going to be able to read all the numbers on the buildings walking down the block. So, yes, you know it's in this complex, but if you know anything about how the postal system works, like, literally, if you're driving around this parking lot, look at the first door at every building, and if they all have a one on them, guess what? Every building's got to have a different number. You you can't have... Like, 1942-1, and then have another 1942-1. That doesn't work for the mailman. Never. You can only have one of each address. Now, they can have hyphenated letters and numbers in them to designate units or apartments or floors or whatever. This is for two-story apartment buildings. Every one of them has ten apartments. It's not that damn complicated. It's really not um but apparently it is for Walmart and DoorDash and Uber deliveries. I'll tell you who never seems to have a problem finding it. The pizza delivery guy. If I actually call Pizza Hut, their people never seem to have a problem finding my apartment. So that's my my issue with DoorDash, Walmart, stuff like that. Be careful with that stuff. I some of the some of the things that they do are very very scam like um I, and they always propagate that uh, you can save a lot of money by telling all your friends about it and this, that, and the other thing. Man, by now, if you haven't already had a DoorDash account, you're probably not gonna. So a lot of that stuff is all scams. It's just hype to try and suck you into buying something. And again, when they do screw up, and they, even when they admit they're wrong, they don't make you whole. That, that's not what they do anymore. So I don't like it when places like that take advantage of people, and that's going to lead me into another thing that's kind of on my nerves. And it goes uh, a little bit along with this. It's a topic that bothers me, specifically a company that bothers me. I want to talk about Spotify for a minute because I'm one of those idiots who pays for a Spotify premium membership because I love music. And I signed up for Spotify years ago because I got tired of downloading music off the internet and getting all kinds of viruses in my computer and everything else. And when Spotify came around and all free unlimited music for like $9 a month and I will honestly say this. They haven't upped the price on me too much. Over that course of time, it started out like nine fifty or something. like now I think I'm paying like just under 11 So in in the 10 years I've had Spotify, it hasn't changed that much. I'm not complaining about the price of it. What I am complaining about is, is Spotify lied to me. I, from the start, and continue to, Spotify used to always say, oh, just pay for ad-free content, pay for ad-free content. Well, then why the... Does Joe Rogan get to run ads in his podcast when he's a Spotify exclusive now? That means every single person that ever listened to the Joe Rogan experience is listening on Spotify because that's the only place you can get it anymore. But yet, even though I pay for Spotify every month, Spotify still thinks it's okay to serve me ads in the middle of a podcast because they didn't do it, the podcaster did it. Hey, Spotify, change your policy, and when somebody like Joe Rogan makes a $100 million signing deal, To, to like, put his show exclusively on your channel, then tell him he's not allowed to run ads anymore. That's a crock of shit, and that that gets on my nerves. I'm told I'm paying for ad-free content, but then all of a sudden I've got every other podcast and their brother throwing me pre-roll ads, mid-roll ads, uh, non-dynamic inserted ads that are just chopped in, host-read ads that take three and a half minutes, Right? I get Spotify can't do anything about all that. I I get there's going to be some of it. They don't even try. They don't even care. It's not even a thing they even say that they do. Now they've changed the specific wording of all their written advertisement to say ad-free music. Music. And then now they're trying to sell me audiobooks. And now all of a sudden uh, we're, we're going to Apple Premium is a thing now to where there are podcasters who can lock down their entire show dave chappelle you put out a podcast and you make me pay for it well guess what dave chappelle that's why i'll never listen to your fucking podcast that's why because i'm not paying you to listen to a podcast i if you put everything you ever do behind a paywall i don't care if you put some of it behind a paywall maybe i will maybe i won't if i have the money i'll tell you what there's a lot of crap out there i'd love to pay for patreon content on but i don't have the money so i don't you know um. I, eventually, I will have Patreon content. Maybe I'm I'm torn by that. I don't like that concept. I don't like it at all. If you like my show, if you support my show, if you want to help me, there's PayPal button. There are the Amazon wish list. You can do that. There's all kinds of ways you can support this show. Patreon is only one of them. I don't like the idea of people paying specifically for content. Just give me a number. Okay, I don't like Patreon locks you into all kinds of shit. If if they don't like something I say to you guys, they'll cut me off tomorrow. You know, I don't really want to get into that trap, but it looks like I kind of almost have to nowadays because, I don't know, I guess people just don't like... They, they don't feel comfortable. It seems like people don't feel comfortable unless they have a major corporation involved in a transaction anymore. I don't understand this concept. And... While Spotify is that way, it also brings up the other thing, and I'm getting a little bit off-topic here. I guess I'm into a broader base thing, but I see all this as a symptom of the greater problem. We literally are going into the New World Order. We are going to a situation where we don't own anything anymore. I no longer own Windows. I can't go buy a copy of Windows and put it on 10 computers anymore. I can go put a Windows install on a thumbstick, and as long as the computer... Add legal Windows on it. I can install that copy, but but I can't just put it where I want to do and do what I want. I can't go buy a word processing software anymore and pay for it and just use it for the next twenty years, right? How many people went out and bought WordPerfect for like a hundred bucks when it came out back in the early nineties or the mid nineties, like the modern Windows WordPerfect, and just kept using it for fifteen or twenty years because they paid for it and it's mine and and I can just. Reinstalled on every computer I get that doesn't exist anymore. I was getting to the point now even video game consoles They're making disc-free video game consoles all your contents on the internet all your contents online and all your contents paid for subscription-based I Want a live account for Xbox pay for it monthly Want Microsoft 365 pay for it monthly Want free unlimited music pay Amazon or Spotify monthly? Amazon does the same crap Oh, pay for Prime, get Amazon Music. Sort of, kinda, with ads. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Pay us another six bucks a month. And we'll take the ads away. So wait, Amazon, I'm already paying you for Prime. And your supposed free gift is something I can go get for free without Prime. Oh, the difference is without Prime, it costs me $9 a month. With Prime, it only costs me $6 a month. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so Prime gives me close to... A 30% discount. Couldn't you just put that in the advertising instead of trying to make me think you're giving me something? Because you're not. You're giving me a discount. Maybe. It's all crap. Advertising is all a lie. Don't buy into it. Okay? All this stuff is out here for one reason and one reason only. It's to get you to spend your money on their junk because without you, they have nothing. However, the entire world seems to have just flipped their beliefs. And... This topic goes back a little bit more dealing with DoorDash, and I'm going to finish up on this. I'm concerned when go to, if you want to check this out, I probably won't even bother linking this, and if I think about it, I'll just type it in the show notes, but you can just go type it in your web browser, www.reddit.com slash r slash door disability. And I found this subreddit and I started reading through this subreddit and it is just lists of people who are complaining about different disability issues they've had with DoorDash orders and the responses they've gotten are atrocious. And I would expect that from DoorDash. I would expect it from corporate America because I've I've already told you guys the customer is always wrong. Go back and listen to that episode. We touch on a lot of customer service in that too. Um, With this, this isn't the corporate, this is people on the internet and the backlash that I see from these people and and don't get me wrong, Reddit is about a half a cesspool. But yeah, it just seems like from the start of every one of these threads it it seems like everybody that's on it is automatically on the side of the corporation saying that, oh, this person's just gaming a system to get free this, or this person's just doing that, or oh, they just complained too much and their account got shut down. Yeah, I get that but they're complaining because they get no satisfaction and, and maybe they can't deal with the issue quite the same way you can and that company doesn't allow them to deal with it because of their disability why the hell are we as a group of individuals anywhere siding with big corporate before we side with an individual human being who has a disability possibly or doesn't don't care if they do or they don't they're still an individual person especially if a person out here trying to work to make their own money in any kind of way you're gonna side with big corporate okay okay go look on any DoorDash forum that you can find, any DoorDash Facebook group you can find. About 80% of what you find is people like me complaining about the crap they do that's not right. But yet, when a certain minority group of people complain about this ginormous app that nobody ever wants to live without because they don't know how they feed their family because they're lazy and don't want to cook, well, sorry, that's your problem. I got problems with it, and I think they need to be fixed. I am amazed and truly thrilled that stuff like this is around now. It has made my life a lot easier in certain ways. You know, I, I've talked about the things that I use here. There, there's a, if you will, for lack of a better way to describe it, a door dash for laundry service. I, I get on a nap, hit some buttons, they come pick it up, take it, wash it, fold it, dry it, or dry it, fold it, bring it back. It's a beautiful service until it goes wrong. When it goes wrong is how you... Should judge any of these services and any of these apps and any of this convenience and ask yourself. Uh, I will give you all this challenge if you are using DoorDash or you using Uber Eats or Walmart Plus or any of this stuff. You sit down for a month, mark up every time you spend any money on it, mark up the amount of money that you thought you spent, and then go look at your bank account and write down the amount you actually did spend. And if you have any issues, track how much you get back. And at the end of the month, just Just compare what your food's costing to to what you're paying in fees. Because a lot of it's hidden. A lot of it's under little click boxes that you have to pull down a list of stuff to see that taxes and other fees is, yeah, it's usually $3 in taxes and $8 in other fees. Which they still never do tell you what that is. As far as that breakdown of fees goes, I've never seen it. I've seen it break it down into taxes and other relevant fees, which doesn't tell me shit. Just like, you know, when, when the technology breaks and it doesn't work and they just say it's a glitch. Yeah, Pizza Hut's good at that one. But uh, all this stuff, man, it it's all just a gimmick for somebody else to get some money. So my suggestion, everybody, and this is what I try and do, because if you're going to eat unhealthy food from most of these fast food places anyway, if it's at all possible, go pick up your own food. Go walk. Much better for you. <laughs> but, uh... That's just my personal opinion. That's what I'm trying to do more and more nowadays. I'm trying to get away from some of this stuff even more. So guys, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Solo show again this week. Like I said, I'm going to be off and on doing these still. I'm going to try and get with Tab, see if he wants to come back on next week. Maybe we can talk about some stuff, keep you guys entertained a little bit, and keep you up to date with what's going on. So for now, this has been The Blind Shot. Thanks, everybody. See y'all next time. This is a value-for-value production. If you're getting any value out of this show, or if you're wanting to help us make the production quality better, then please visit any of the links in the show description and head on over to our support page and help us out with your idea of fair value. If financial support isn't your thing, then consider sharing the link to the show. Otherwise, you can always leave us a show review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help others find the show. We say thanks in advance for your assistance and wish you a good day.